This episode is brought to you by Test Instrument Solutions, or TIS as we know them. Now, they do multifunction testers, EV test adapters, they do all kinds of stuff from thermal engine cameras, right the way through to continuity testers. Go over and check out their website at testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. They are up and coming, and actually, they do some of the best kit on the market today. So go and check them out, testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. Welcome to Monday Club. Come on. That was good, no? I like it. So, um, it's quite Monday, is it? Did we tell the story? Yeah. We'll elaborate. So, Monday, um, the glue that holds us together, the very fabric of Monday Club, not me, um, Marco, um, he actually... uh, he abandoned us last minute, and whilst me, Nick, and Kimmy decided to go 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 on by ourselves, um, it descended into actual chaos, actual lunacy. Yeah. Um, we were telling stories that really couldn't air, so we had to rearrange Monday Club for today. Um, so yeah, so welcome to Thursday Club. Doesn't <laughs> quite sound the same. It don't. Um, so. <clears throat> so let's get let's get started. Um, who should we ask? Not Kimmy, Nico. What yes, pleasure, honoured. Yes, just <laughs> uh, not filming. Yeah, not filming any videos. Not being in my unit because, like, we touched on stuff when we spoke. Obviously, on actual Monday, um, but it's the first time in a very long time I've sort of lost not touch, but control of my business because obviously given the ropes over to my other half to book working for me to, to schedule it, all that sort of stuff from being a free man a couple of months prior where I could pick and choose the jobs I want I can have an hour and a half break between or have Mondays off all that sort of stuff because we have so many EICRs to do for the stage and she's been doing what she does best is booking stuff in being a really good admin ringing uh, tenants up booking everything in scheduling it and I've gone from now from having let's say two jobs a day not in ISO, just jobs in general, to having, let's say, an hour break, we'll go Mackey's or we'll go to wholesalers or just tidy the van or whatever, to now having give or take 15 minutes between jobs just to drive there, um, do that one to the next one. And there's, there's so much now, because obviously if you give an EICR on satisfactory, you then obviously have to quote for remedials. And most of the time, 99% of the time, the remedials I quote for that I will get the jobs, so either fuse boards or sockets or for an RCBO and loads of different stuff. Um I then have to find the time within the 28-day period, which is the grace period of it still being valid, to get this remedial work in. But obviously, if we've already fully booked the entire month, I then have to find space either after hours. I'm losing my weekends now. I'm losing my Mondays. Adam is coming to help me. We've got a board change this Saturday. We've got a board change on Sunday. And then on Monday, uh, which is normally the unit, I'm doing other stuff. And then Tuesday's my birthday. I've got EICRs booked in and some remedials in the afternoon. I've now come to the point where I've become stressy and I've lost control of my own business because these things have took over um, mm-hmm. a little bit. It's still it's... like, I feel like you've made the cardinal mistake. What's that? Um, although you're probably the best person in the world to be a partner in your business is your wife, but also she like my wife would be, would be a driving force and, you've lost your balance almost in terms of you had a successful business, your balance of work life. I'm have a day yeah. off ponce about in the unit. She's come along with like women do with efficiency. And yeah. gone, hey, what, what do you mean? You've got three hours here. Uh, yeah. I know. I see off for you. <laughs> yeah. And, it is great the efficiency and it is a, the thing is as well if because she always asks me you know how many hours you want for this what do you want for that who should I speak to here and there's a great communication which is key for us because you can't not do this without communication and um, my issue now is because she has a deadline with these EICLs obviously technically we're meant to be done by the 1st of April by law 
well, we've had a chat and people have looked into it. So if you've got stuff pre-booked in and stuff's in the diary and you've got confirmation of an email or a letter or a text that there's stuff been booked in before, then you've still got this grace period. Um, but I've got so many, I've got so many. And if, to be honest with you, if Soph wasn't doing it with me, the amount of, because I've not, I've not given stuff from the estate and say, oh, Nick, you booked in on such and such date. This is free. It was like, here's all the numbers and here's all the addresses. You ring them up, you book them in. Mm-hmm. And the problem is like, you could text 100 customers, 100 tenants, you would get six replies. That is it. Yeah. So yeah. then it's chasing and it's emails. And we had one guy, listen to this, one guy, he didn't have a telephone number or an email address. And we just got sent to his address. And it was like, well, what do you want us to do? And he said, oh, yeah, he doesn't have a phone because he doesn't believe it. He thinks people are spying on him with the internet and telephones. Awesome. So we had, we had to write him a letter. That's awesome. <laughs> I think it's so, so what's happened is... <laughs> sorry, Kim. What's happened is you've actually... Um, you couldn't have done this work without your wife doing the admin now. I would have um, probably I'd have sacked it off. I'd, okay. I would have just said to the estate, I would have, I would have started it, trying to continue doing YouTube, trying to continue being work, be a father, all that sort of stuff combined, and then having to make... If I had to ring all these people once, I could have done it. But to chase and chase and chase and rebook and people then scheduling mm-hmm. in... Because we book people sometimes five weeks in advance now, we turn up to jobs... What we had been doing, knock on the door, weren't there. Or knocking on the door, who are you? The electricians, what? They'd either forgotten or they double booked us. So we're now having to text people again three days prior for me to turn up to make sure that they're in. Mm. And a good half of these people go, oh, sorry, it doesn't work for me. It's like, I'll get the keys from your stage and I'll just let myself in. So you better be in. And I won't. I'm, sorry, I'm not allowed to. No. Um, but it's been, this current present time, It's I'm stressed, which I haven't been in a long time just because of the workload. I can get through it. It's just now I can't video anything. I, I can't continue doing my hobby, which I'm like, love doing at the moment is YouTube. Uh, time is suffering with trying to get um, quotes out for my normal customers, because my normal customers haven't got me anymore for the next two and a half months. Um, so I'm trying to battle through that and say to people, if you, if you can wait for me, we'll book you in in June sort of thing. And obviously, a couple of call-outs. We've been going in the afternoon. Adam's gone home. Always come with me. We've done some bits in the evening, which isn't which isn't too bad. It's just, I, I, obviously, I'm concerned. Obviously, coming across here, I'm moaning about too much work. Some people don't have any, but I'm taking on a big thing. And like I said last week or Monday to you, is it's the goal now. Get this ticked off. Get this done, and then I can carry on as normal till another five years, and it still happens again. But in five years' time, I'm just going to employ someone for a year just to do all this for me. <laughs> You need to so, talk about it, Nick. Definitely yeah. talk about it because it's your feelings, your situation. Yeah. It's like listening to myself from 10 years ago, to be honest with you. Yeah. My wife now runs my business. She kind of came into that role in 2011 because I hated the management and admin side of everything. And I was far too overworked. So she came in and took care of all of that. And in the end, it kind of works itself out. You're going through that phase now where you're kind of learning what the limits of yourself yeah. are and the scheduling, scheduling on the, the side of your wife. It's a really, really difficult thing to get right. But over the course of maybe six months to a year, you should find, hopefully, that it kind of settles out because you really don't want to be working your weekends and all your free time, mate. That's just no good for you. I think we put yeah. too much pressure on ourselves in trades all the time. We're always pushing ourselves to try and satisfy customers and keep the money flowing through and pay all our bills and stuff. But at the end of the day, you will burn yourself out and you'll be off work ill. So, you know, get that nips in the bud while you're kind of recognising it now. Yeah, this is it. And what I'm trying to say to Adam as well, because Adam is an absolute driving force for me as well. He keeps me going and we bounce off each other so much, which we've said in so many videos and people can see that. We generally do. I look at him as a very good friend slash son. Obviously, he's younger than me and it's a bit of a weird thing, but I would do anything for him and he knows that and he would do for me. My son. <laughs> oh, it's... No, it's true though. Like I was, yeah. (laughs) We've had that many chats um, about his life or or girls or all that sort of stuff. Where I could say my adult opinion, even though Mm. he looks at me like I'm probably still his age. Um, (laughs) But it's great. But he's always going, "Oh yeah, we can do that job. We can do that job." And I'm looking at him like, Adam, just shut up. I don't want to do any more jobs. And I said, yeah, but it's worth X amount. I said, at this present time, I don't care about the money. I just want a day off. And he, was, and he doesn't get it yet. Why don't you let him do the jobs by himself? 
insurance purposes is I, I i would love to say on here i could trust him one billion percent as a spark as a guy who can go on he would do everything safely i just don't trust the house he's in or a customer or something if potentially something goes wrong you would mm-hmm. got think worst case of just in case that happens i can't be held responsible for going adam go and do the cicr by yourself how and far out is it? how far out so is normally it insurance covers up to five people like the standard insurance that you get or, but he's an apprentice, a year one apprentice um, who's oh, yeah, oh, year yeah, one. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, you can't, yeah. Can't. No. But if you were to say in a year's time, this, if this was to happen again, I'd feel more than comfortable. He's already got testing down to a key. The only thing is, is the iPad. He can fill out all the schedule of test results, everything. It's just the tick boxes. He just doesn't quite understand oh, it. And I did. Mm. And obviously, I'm giving away the iPad that I said to him he could use on site. We tried it for a bit and it did work, but the issue we found we were, we were spending too much time stood together doing this constantly and it worked for a bit. If we only had, let's say, 40 to do in, in the month or the two-month period, we would have been absolutely fine. But the fact it's, we just got to gotta get these off, got to get it ticked, got to get it gone. We both just said, once this is all over, I'll just hand him the my iPad on jobs and you fill it out and we can just take our time with it because the point was pressure learning him. Because I don't want to be right. Oh no, you've done it wrong. You know, it just natural natural progression, really. I like it. So. I like your struggle, Nick. Um, I mm, think you've had it way too easy for way too long. I'm glad. I'm glad you're struggling. I'm glad it's all on top. Um, and I look forward to seeing how you get through it. To be honest with you, good. Mm. Glad. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good to have a little push sometimes. You know, make you come out of your comfort zone, and then you end up missing. You know, and appreciating the day off when you finally get it more because you've gone through this challenge and like you said you have a very very nice problem to have you've got too much work what a nice problem to have it's good you know while you're in the middle while you're in the middle of it though nick it does feel terrible i have been Mm -hmm. uh, and while you're 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 drowning it does Mm -hmm. it does but once you push through that point and you get to that stage where you can maybe take someone else on alongside adam and grow your business that way or you can maybe pick and choose the work you're doing around Adam when he is qualified. You will, you will get there, and eventually that'll, that'll grow your business if you mm. want it to. That's certainly that's how mine went. So it's kind of through the years yeah. as you bring people through and they become qualified, and then your wife busts everyone's balls to get you working really hard, and eventually, yeah. you know, it all comes together in the end. But it, it, it is a process you've got to go through. There's no magic switch you can press to just get there. This is the, the next thing with. I need to get that registered and it's going to have to happen this year. Um, I've managed to get around it to the point uh, with YouTube. Obviously, when I started YouTube and I started getting paid with YouTube, it really bumped me up a very, very close to VAT threshold. So I set a limited company up. So it's a different entity to myself, which is great because as me as a sole trader, I now have employed Adam. Um, obviously, you get your tax benefits and everything, but overall, as a threshold of what you earn gross, it doesn't matter that half of it or a quarter of it is going to Adam. You still earn over or earning up to 84 grand or whatever. So the next thing for me this year is going to go VAT, which scares the hell out of me because I know all my work is domestic. I know I will push a certain amount of people away, but hopefully good enough at my job. And I know that um, I can keep the people that are willing to pay a bit extra, whether or not for a year, I drop my prices down a little bit. Obviously when the VAT is added on, it's going to sort of equal itself out. They'll do that. They'll do that. Oh, Okay. (laughs) it's not people think it's a big difference because you just think of that 20 percent, don't you but you're also reclaiming the costs of your material Mm. purchases the running of your vehicle the actual difference isn't that great once you actually drill down into it i've been vat registered for coming up 10 years now i think and the actual price difference of me to other local electricians who aren't vat registered isn't as big as you imagine um, but don't go dropping your hourly rate. You need to make your, your money on your job. Yeah. So, you know, that's got to be what it's got to be. And if you're busy just, already, then that's a good place to start from when you do VAT register. Because if you do cut a bit away from what your client base is, it's not the end of the world. Sure. So don't instantly sure. just do that. I mean, it's one of them. Do you want to work for the people that won't pay that little bit more for yourself? Because my mm. dad was always VAT registered, uh, being a painter. Don't quite know how, but he used to earn a lot of money painting. Um and it's always the unknown. So my next step was taking on Apprentice. And it was like, I don't, it's just the unknown. It always, it's always scared me. And, if, you know, am I going to afford my overheads? I'm going to do this. And I always go to worst case scenario in my head every single time with any decision. Looking at renting this this truck, 
looked everywhere, spoke to six different companies now, and they're all giving me a ballpark figure. And it is expensive, and I don't need it, but I want it. And I'm going to put it towards <laughs> the business. Like, it's going to help me out with, because it's Soph's going to be on it as well. It's going to be a commercial vehicle because she can easily bring stuff to me on site because it's going to be a truck bed once the kids are at school. Uh, it's going to go against my my tax. Obviously, if I'm VAT registered, it'll also go against that. And obviously the fuel. But then at the same time, I think let's say work dries up i've already got adam who costs me 1200 pound a month and i'm going to give him a pay rise because he deserves it soon um i've got my overheads i've got my mortgage i've got the unit now which is uh, 600 pound a month and i just think what if work just dries up and i've always said what if it dries up i've just shot myself in the foot but i've never not had any work mm. but i always go to worst case scenario what if this happens and i talk myself out of stuff but i think i think that's i think that's a smart way to think like I'm the opposite. I'll, I'll spend, if I have 500 quid coming, I'll spend that four times. Mm. And then I'll be like, babe, where's all the money gone? I'm like, you spent it, idiot. Um, so, no, it's a really good way to be, certainly in business, is to be prudent, is to like look at the worst case scenario. Because what if it does happen? What if you, I don't know, walk out your house and get hit in the head with a meteorite? Oh, I know. You're off for I know. three weeks. And this you is exactly where uh, sort of I took life a bit differently when my dad died. He never had, we never had a big house. We never had a really nice car. It wasn't like, we had nice stuff, but it was never, we, my dad could have afforded a bloody Jaguar. We could have had a five bedroom house in the middle of nowhere, but he took us around the world. That was his thing. He said, travel the world, see everything. You only live once. And he died before he retired. And obviously a lot of his friends used to wait until you retired to then travel the world. And he said, mm-hmm. for all I know, I could go to it one day, fall off a ladder and die. And I'll never get to do the things that I wanted to do. And as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, no, I'll tell you what, I won't go stupid. But if I want something or the kids want something, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to bite them. For all I know, I'm going to work tomorrow. I'm going to pass out and headbutt a fuseball that's open and I'm going to die. I genuinely don't know. So it was the unit. I am an other unit. I know I'll try. I got a bit of rope on my top, so in case. Um, (laughs) But with the unit, it took me nearly six months to convince myself it was a good idea. I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, Certainly when I I come up there and uh, take it over. um, (laughs) Even if it boosts your work morale up, it's worth it. Yeah, Yeah, and everything's been a bonus since. I mean, with the unit, which has helped me create more videos, which is then got more sponsorship more youtube ad revenue which has then built the other side of the business up which has then allowed me to take a bit more time off and this is all roped into as soon as i took adam on i spent the time with him he's then increased my workload and equally money which has then allowed me to employ me the half which i've always wanted to do it was the whole key reason why i set youtube up to earn 500 pound extra a month so i could go can you do a bit of admin for me and i'll take you on because i hate the job you're in and you deserve more and it's now led into she works for me full-time I've got a full-time apprentice I've got a cool van I've got a unit and I, I always look back at the stuff I've doubted I shouldn't do and when I've done it all I've done is grown from it so yeah. it's but it, it within reason I need to be sensible I love your story that is a great story can I just say I love it that, um, when you're the catastrophic thinking, it's really easy to do, isn't it? We all do it, even with the day-to-day stuff. If you get a tricky job, you're like, mm. Christ, if this goes wrong, it'll be an absolute disaster. How am I going to do this? But then you actually turn up and do it, and it all largely usually goes as it should. Yeah. So kind of push, pushing away from that. And what if, what if, Nick, what you're doing now sends you into one of the biggest electrical contractors in the Midlands and the biggest YouTube superstar out of all the electrical content mm. providers? What if it goes that way? You know, you've got to have yeah. that healthy medium, the balance in it all. Mm. Yeah, I think the thing with that I always never wanted was to employ people because I've never, this is the thing, worst case, I've never wanted the stress and the hassle of having to find work to pay these people because let's say I employed two guys who I would treat the same as I treat Adam. I would res- they respect them, they respect me. I'd look after them, I'd get them really nice stuff. And I expect them to do the good work in kindness and that's your job. I treat you well, you treat me well with the work. But this is the way I'd be. Let's say work dried out again. I would make sure their mortgage was paid before mine because they deserve it for trusting me with a job. And it would then shoot myself in the foot again. And this is it. And I never wanted to employ people because of the hassle. But as soon as I get VAT registered, I think that is logically the next step for me to start venturing out into stuff. Because my friend, uh, Ben, he uh, went to college with me. We passed together. There was only three of us our entire college course that actually did anything with our qualification 
he was self-employed to start with and we i was self-employed we used to cross over on loads of jobs we absolutely destroyed work um but he never did his paperwork and eventually he got him employed because he just couldn't he, he would happily go to work and not get paid because he could never be bothered to do his certificates or his invoices or his quotes. Um, and he's already said to me at some point, if you've got a job going, I want one. And he said, oh, I said, what do you want at the moment? He said, oh, 37 grand. And I looked at that and I was like, I need to make an extra 37 grand a year to employ someone. I bet or, you do that easy. I bet you do that yeah, easy with a, a, another competent park. Yeah. I think you That's would. like right now, imagine all the EICRs you're doing. That is just extra. So, the money you're making from that is extra to what you would regularly have. So if you was to give that to him, obviously not directly, but as an employee, and then yeah. just keep on getting extra jobs, you can easily do that. You can easily do that. And it's just the fear of the unknown. And that Listen, is all I've got it two things down to, to say about this. One, this ain't the Nick Therapy Hour. And two, Sorry. Kimmy, why are you wearing footballs on your ears? I did ask you for advice if I should wear these or the other ones, and you just ran off, so I just went for these. I said, tell it, yeah, nice. Pat Butcher. It goes with the Pat Butcher look that you told me about. You know, the the hair, the the tracksuit, and this. Come on, come on. Right, listen, um, we have got to go. We've got a new segment. Uh, No one knows about this yet, um, but it drops this week, and it is um, Top Tips from SWA. So we've got... Um, so we're going to go over to Dan from SWA, who is going to tell us this week's top tip. Hi, it's Dan from SWA. And this week's tech topic is all about product innovation and what it means to you as an installer. Now, for SWA, we relate it to our products and how easy are they to work with. From our award-winning earthing nuts to our game-changing storm gland, which you can use on multiple cable types, armoured, unarmoured or control cable. It's IP68, which means it's sealed against the ingress of water and dirt, and you can install it without needing a shroud, which should mean it's quicker to fit. But what does product innovation mean to you? Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thank you very much, Dan. Um, That is Dan from SWA, our newest sponsor, um, with our weekly top tip. Now, can I just say something? Like, I've got a sink in this eye. Like, I feel like it's swelling up. No, he's just really emotional from Nick's story. He's just yeah. inspired. Yeah, I feel like I need like an eye, like a cucumber on my eye to cool it down or something. It's really bad. Um, Mark, now we've had like Nick's sob story and right, emotional cool. moving. Suppose you had to be there story. <laughs> um, <laughs> what have you been up to this week? <sighs> I've had quite a bit going on. I don't know if you'd um, seen today, but I've posted about a uh, six hundred property. Uh, portfolio that an agent's put into us, which is great. So we're looking after the EICRs and all the maintenance on those. That's fantastic. I've also got a look, uh, <laughs> some some EV chargers for a, a national company who are hopefully going to start firing a few of those our way as well. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I'm just enjoying myself with some YouTube content. I don't know if you watch me messing about blowing fuse wire and MCBs up, but there's some more of that coming as well. So I've been uh, messing around on my test board, short circuiting things, and you know trying to set fire to stuff. Hasn't worked yet. I failed miserably, but I'm going to keep going with that. With the apprentice one to one, there's uh, we've passed 600 people now back into work. That just happened yesterday, and I've noticed right. actually this this week a load more employers getting in touch with jobs as well. So I think we had yeah, four I've... yesterday, and there's been three today. So I've really noticed that it seems I've to be picking back up. up in mm-hmm. jobs coming through on the agency circuit on, on the subcontractor circuit flooding in there's a lot of work starting to kick off now lots of work seems to be seems to be it's nice to see as well isn't it because i mean it's been a bit of a mm. yeah new a bit tech of a drag for the last few right? it's not just that as well it's the end of well we say it's the end of covid Everything. it's the end of lockdown two um, well, yeah, yeah. do you know what's funny about it um Obviously, everyone wants lockdown to be over. Let's make no bones about it. Sick of it. fact that Primark's open makes my life so much better. Um, and Matalan. I like Matalan as well. I ain't going to lie. I don't care. Um, Matalan's a good shop. Yeah. Matalan and Primark. That's where I get my best clothes. Um, however, the one thing I'm not going to miss is school traffic. I know. Oh, I know. Come right, on, the man. traffic. School traffic, like, we ain't had school traffic really for a year. Not proper, no. Not proper, but it's coming. It's coming. After the summer, it's going to be back 100%. Mm. 
This is where Adam had a bit of a go at me. His car went into the body shop because he some lacquer come off his bumper, so he had it resprayed. And uh, he said, "Oh, is right if you pick me up for the, like this week?" So Tuesday, um, I had to be. He's at mine for eight, so I said, "I'll be at yours for eight. I said, "Yeah, sound." He normal morning, fifteen minutes to get to his house, so I left at like I think twenty two. I said, "Oh, I'll grab a, a McDonald's coffee on the way." And uh, I rocked up at his at 25 past eight. I was just sat in traffic. I didn't move for 10 minutes. I, literally, I was somewhere in half. I was like, I was still connected to my own Wi-Fi. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, he said, cool. Thought you were going to be on time. I was like, don't, boy, don't. Listen, I can vouch, sit there. I can vouch for that because when I come up to visit you um, and we've done that job, um, there was Stafford's so much terrible. Traffic. So Stafford's much traffic. Terrible. Unbelievable amount of traffic in your area. That was yeah. ludicrous. But yeah, so that's my biggest concern about the end of end of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Selfishly, yeah. Is, is, is that who else has got a end of COVID thing they're going to miss? Well, to be fair, it's not going to be long until it's a six weeks bloody holiday, so there'll be no traffic again. Mm. Yeah, but you wait until after. Then when that, it right? comes back, you'll come back with a bang, and yes. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> what? So and mate, for me, I'm going I'm not. I'm not going to miss the whole only one person in a shop thing because at the minute I'm not getting asked to go and help with the weekly shop down at Tesco's and Riddles oh, and stuff. She goes on her own. She does it all yes. by herself. Good I get show. to stay at home. At the very worst, in the car, it's it's perfect. Yes, that, that can stay. Sitting in the car is the best of both worlds, isn't it? It's like you don't get moaned at for being a lazy arsehole and sitting at home, but you're sitting in the car and you mm. like. It's like your own sanctuary for like. For, for like what the Ralph said earlier, she said um, she's just nipped to the shop with the eldest. I think she's obviously getting stuff for birthday or whatever, and because she's never takes the well the eldest to the shop, and um, she said, "I said, has he got to wear a mask?" It because obviously he's just turned eleven. He said, "Yeah, eleven plus. I meant to be wearing masks." I was like, "All right." She she said, uh, "I was like, it's so weird that they've been at school." And it, anyway, the story went on, and she said. To be fair, I've quite enjoyed COVID because people stay away from me. I was like, yeah, that's your person down to the queue. So she doesn't like people talking to her when she's outside or going near her. She said, it's great. Now I've got an excuse just to ignore people and just pick a wide berth for no reason. I was like, yeah, I have to ask permission for a hug sometimes. Can, is it all right? Yeah. Uh, can I sit here on the sofa? No, no, no. Over there. Okay, cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think for me with COVID, it's, it's, I'm sick of wearing the mask. I do it and oh. we religiously do it now. I'm just sick of trying to talk to Adam in a customer's house or even going to the shop. I don't know how oh. people deal when they will have glasses at the same time. My mum saw her recently when she drove past the house and she, she thinks she got, oh, they bought birthday card around for the eldest. And she stood there, she's going, whoop, the mist, and then it comes down. And it was like, I said, oh my God. She said, just I know, don't even start. She, you see, she, she breathes like this, like, like with a lip over, just to breathe the air down. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed your mum doing that as well when I saw her the other day. <laughs> Um, but oh anyway, oh my god! I just realised <laughs> you are naughty. Joe, you know what? I've lost you know about. What? I don't know what it is. All the mums love Sam. Like my mum is obsessed with. Oh my god! If my mum watches this, can you edit that bit out? No. But no, she she every time she hears that your voice, like is that Sam? I'm like, yes. Is that Sam? All the mums it's, love you, Sam. It's the fat handsomeness. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I have occasionally women message me on Instagram um, saying... Asking who I am. No, 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 no. <laughs> about me, said, uh, it's nothing about me. They said, um, just to let you know, I'm sick of the sound of your voice. My husband even watches your videos while we're sat in bed. And I was like, okay, this wasn't oh. going where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> 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 she said, uh, yeah, loads of messages back. I keep, I've got another birthday one to do. They just... Some uh, little ladies email me saying, "My husband's thirtieth soon. Can you um, do a short video saying happy birthday?" How so, many? Um, oh, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, you are. Can you do me a birthday video? No. Can you do me one? Okay. Same day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll s- the swap sees. Um. Before we get any weirder, um, I'm going to put a bosh on that. Um. Who else? Who has um? I know it's not really to do with the electrical industry, um, but who else has seen about British Gas and what they've done mm. to load of their workers? I don't so really know the ins and outs of it. Does anyone here know the ins and outs of it? Mark probably knows a lot more than yeah, me. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> yeah, we all look at Mark. <laughs> I, know, I know a little bit. 
I think the, the, the main issue is that they've had the contracts kind of adjusted, haven't they? And they had to accept terms of um, employment that weren't the same as what they originally agreed. Is it called fire rehire or something? So while oh, the salary sort of stayed the same, but their, their hours have increased and some of their other benefits have reduced. Uh, they've been striking for quite some time. I was actually working in a house maybe three or four months ago, I think it was. And the occupants had called British Gas to come out and look at a fault on the boiler. And they've been told we ain't got any engineers because they're all on strike. And I thought, that's weird. I haven't heard anything on the news yeah, about yeah, British Gas being on strike. You'd think you'd hear about it in the news, wouldn't you, if they were all off it in mass? Apparently, it's been going on for quite some time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. just earlier on this week, they actually started laying them off and 500 to 1,000 or so handed the vans mm. back and gone off to do yeah. their own thing seen elsewhere. Stuff on, seen stuff on Twitter, because PB Plumber shared it, which is then what I saw, and I was like, oh, right, okay. And I looked into it, and then it was all the hashtags below of the guys with their van, picture with their van for the last time, and they've had it for the past 10 years, and 30-year mm. contracts of, you know, proper hardcore service plumbers will come out and they can diagnose it from looking at it. They've just lost all of them for fresh-paced people, straight from college, with no work experience, really. It, 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 it depends it's... on why they're doing it. Are they doing it to save the company? Are they struggling so much? And, or are they doing it because of greed? Profit. If they're doing overall, it because of greed and profit, overall, then obviously... I think, yeah, I think Eccentrica overall are trying to cut costs because they've lost a lot of the retail customers. So a lot of their gas supply oh, customers yeah, have yeah, gone yeah. away. But I think, they're, yeah. I think they're actual home care customers. Um, are, are going, going through the roof, I think that's actually a thriving part of the business. But because they're trying mm. to cut cut rates across the whole company equally it's affecting that as well because i think was it is it pimley clerker who came on twitter and said actually we've never had things better while lockdown's been in place we've had more business in the domestic market than ever before because people are working from home they've got the heating on more stuff's breaking they need call outs so it doesn't actually seem to marry up with the circumstance i don't think it can be a result of Mm. lockdown and covid see i i've i've had long had a, a theory about the the reason a lot of this de-skilling is going on across the building industry. Excuse me. Um, I think it might be to do with innovation in products um, is a reason why um, the skill of an engineer, the skill of an electrician is becoming less and less in demand. So only speaking from my side of, of the coin, I don't really know about gas engineers and stuff like that. But when you look at when you look at a lot of the the innovation in the electrical industry, where it's come from in the last twenty years, like certainly since I've been in in the trade, you've got you like everything's got a lot safer, a lot easier to put together, um, and it's certainly in the commercial sector, it's the the containment, everything, every part of the installation has become a lot easier. Um, you say, would you say it would be more modular, like it is? If there's something wrong, you take that piece out and you put a new bit in. That sort of thing. If very much no, like I see it's what, more like, like it's more like things like, and they've been around for longer than than I've been in the game. But things like Flex Seven lighting and Hager click boxes, um, mm. and um, well, trunking, um, yeah. the trunk prefabricated trunking bends, prefabricated tray bends. Um, all that sort of stuff um, is now, whereas before, you, it wouldn't have been specified as much. Now it now it's actually more cost-effective to buy the prefab bin than it is to have someone make it on site. Because there's a lot of faffing about. It might mess it up, gets chucked in a scrap bin. You know, that's a, I don't know, 15, bit of tra- 15 quid bit of tray plus an hour to do it. You're looking, at, you're looking down the, uh, I don't know, probably 50 quid on that mistake so now it's just easier to pay 15 quid for the for the corner or 25 quid for the corner it's just going to go in easier it's going to save time in the long run and stuff like that so i just see like innovation the cost of products getting cheaper and the cost of the more complicated products getting cheaper because of obviously globalization get things done abroad like a lot of the lot of the um the still the still containments made overseas it's not made here um and then with other things like the the modular lighting the um the, the, it's kind of took the skill out of it even things like um smart lighting now i'm a bit stepping outside my 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 uh my wheelhouse here 
But with SmartLine, it is just really a matter of running enough cables to be able to do the controls and then putting the controls away. Like, I don't, like I've been doing a lot of BMS. It's not complicated. You, you get given the drawing, you get like you pull the cables to it and you just learn how to do how to make the cables off how they want it according to the drawing. Once you've listen, once you've deciphered the hieroglyphics of this drawing, which it is like literally something from ancient Egypt, once you've understood that, it's easy. It's not difficult. Um and and I wonder if the skill has been taken out by innovation rather than like this weird sinister like fat cat force mm. like haunting the industry going we're going to de-skill everyone we're going to take their money i don't think it's that i think it's actually innovation mm. has de-skilled the industry by virtue of innovation i don't know it's just yeah. a theory i have i think yeah, that way you're on sorry mark no <laughs> mark go on I was going to say, I think it's kind of usually it's in the middle ground to what people think, isn't it? So you have the, the mm. conspiracy theorists are all like the fat cats are trying to take the money. And when you see directors of like Barrett, Herms and Persimmon, where they're getting million quid bonuses and they're paying out 500 million in dividends to all the shareholders, that's all money that's been taken out of their supply chain at the end of the day. A lot of it is. And so it does it does go on. We need to recognise that, that, you know, there is capitalism on steroids in the construction industry without any doubt. But also, as you've said, Sam, there is loads of innovation. The job's getting easier all of the time. And certainly in the world of containment, as you say, because even now you can have as much as people don't like it, conjure it that you don't even need to thread together anymore. You know, yeah. it's it's all it's all changing and, and moving. Yeah. So there's there's this innovation as well that is making the job easier on site. And a lot of these big construction projects will specify it because they know the overall cost of installing that is less than it is to pay somebody to manually um, make something. As you, as you said, mm. I think somewhere in, in the middle to it all is probably the reality of it, that there's no sinister thing going on, but just people get greedy uh, and innovation is making things easier for us as sparks and other trades as well. Mm. I, I think I think you're right. And even when you when you look at testing, now testing can be a bit of an art to understand the different readings and what the faults could be and stuff like that. But if you, to use a tester now, back like back in the day to use a tester, was like almost witchcraft, like understanding what done what. But now the testers will walk you through each test. Hmm. The TIS testers, they got guided, like they got a guided walkthrough on each test. Yeah. So like you can give it to, you could give it to me, someone who don't test, and I'll be able to do all the tests. I might not hmm. be able to decipher the readings on the same level as someone like you three who do EICRs, but I'd be able to do the test using one of these like. Um, mm. well, this, say, is, this is the I difference say. between my mega and the MFT Pro from TIS is mm. the amount of information you can get mm. from the Pro compared to a mega, which is megas like the old, you know, we still use it, a rock solid tester for basic tests. But if you want to go next level, you want to go, you can fill all the different stuff in the breaker sizes and it calculates everything for you. And you can just oh, really go. I have done nothing here other than plug mm. it in and click a button. And, and even that, you can, some of these are new tests, you can connect it to your phone. So we'll just, yeah. you've barely Tell got to do anything. That. You just click and go. Tell me more about the um, MFT Pro, because I know that these are next level, aren't they? Yeah, Mark uses it loads more than me. So he's got the EV attachment as well. So. Yeah, I mean, Matthew's our qualified EV installer, but he let me have a go with it the other day. And when you're not familiar with doing something, as I'm not in testing an EV charge point, it's great that it actually just walks you through it. So it takes you through the sequence of tests, even to the point, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the actual EV adapters, but they have a few dials on. If you're not familiar with it, it's like, what the hell do all of these do? Even I was kind of scratching my head for a little bit to start with. But it tells you what position to put them in, what tests to perform, records the results itself, tells you what's gone to the next test. It's really user-friendly. I think especially with EV stuff, it's not something that electricians are maybe going to be doing every single day unless you're specific to that market. So having that built into the test instrument is brilliant. And even just like Nick said, with normal, regular, everyday testing, you can put your breaker sizes in. It will tell you what the maximum ZS value is for that device. It will record the result. It will highlight if there's an issue in the measurement you've recorded. It'll even check volt drop. I'm not quite sure the magic it does to do that, but it will tell you if there's an issue with volt drop on a circuit through measurement, which is it's really quite cool. I to be honest. Know that. 
Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like innovation is taking not the skill out of it, but it's taking a lot of the guesswork, a lot of the, so you can be a bit more fresh face and pick up sooner. Whereas before when like these, these old, these, uh, these old boys that have been in the game a long time, they've learned it the, the, the right way, the hard way, the old school way. They don't need to pass that information down anymore because innovation and technology is picking up that slack in the earlier years of your your journey as an electrician. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just identifying something that I've seen in the industry in my short time, in it. I think as well with the de-skilling, you won't really see it in the domestic area as much because the stuff that's getting better is making let's say our life let's say the smart switching in theory you still got to do the same thing you've got to run a power supply to it then you've got to program the thing you've got to do the switching you've got to have isolation switch you've got to mm-hmm. correct break air like in theory it's all the same except for maybe not doing a switch drop you're running it now to a hub which is then controlled off your phone or a, a remote the problem is that the more stuff we have like that the more stuff is there to go wrong we've not got solid core cables in the wall that you can go i can test this now there's a broken connection because i'm doing Mm. this now it's all to do with the software and the communications and the wi-fi and that's the thing that annoys me my dad always said oh have a nice car have aircon have this have that he said the more stuff you have the more stuff there is to break Mm. and i was like yeah that's true yeah what i say about that you know the um the new heaters the storage heaters they're like the, the new ones are so complicated and all these settings and daytime and Whereas obviously before it's like zero to five, set it, job done. done. And now you've got the whole system. You can the put dual tariff. It yeah. Def- yeah, it it detects when the window is open, and then it automatically lowers the temperature and all of these things. And it's like wow. And then when it does go wrong, it's not like test the element needs to be changed yeah. or the link. You, it's more like like a software and a programming issue than anything yeah, you've else. Got to get on technical support and spend an hour yeah, on the phone yeah, to yeah, them, yeah. and then just like and then listen. Back in Germany as well, or whatever yeah. the duplex. But in time, but in time, you will be able to. In time, that will be an app that you can go into all them settings on an app, and mm, that's what I'm saying. Innovation will pick up that slack. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, we're so. talking it, talking elite level now. But have you seen Rich Heppel and the Art of Smart stuff and the app oh, yeah. support they do? So if their customers Immense. have a problem, he can be straight on his, his laptop or his phone or whatever other wizardry does and fixes it without even going to site. I mean, that I'd love to have a system like that in my house. He's got blinds opening up as the sun rises. They've got certain moods set for when they put a TV on a particular channel. It's incredible, mm. you know, to see the detail of what you can achieve in a proper smart home. So I think we need to distinguish a bit between that and some of these, um, you know, cheaper alternatives to get a bit of smart oh, tech sure. in one's house. Listen, there's there's levels to the game, like and art of smart is like the the Rolls Royce level, like when when you think about it. I'm talking more about the stuff that you know Nick would be putting in. Um, you know your nice. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. I have a very similar technical thing. When the customer rings me and gets my fusible chip, I'll go right FaceTime me and flick that one up. Cool. Yeah, it works. Right, don't bother me again. Cool. Because I can't be asked to get in my work clothes, drive the other side of town or to another village for a call-out fee. I'd rather not charge them, tell them how to just fix it quickly, mm. not yeah. have to leave the house. I've done that so many times. And it's by the time they go, no, Nick, it keeps just falling down on their like, You can see my face just go, oh, right, okay. Have oh. you unplugged everything? Yeah. And then you get there and the freezer's still plugged in. Oh, we, mm-hmm. we forgot that was plugged in. Brilliant. Yeah, let's unplug that. Oh, look, the breaker goes back up. Let's <laughs> yeah. try oh, to use tech and be innovative, yeah. isn't it? I saw that on Twitter, actually. I don't know if you guys, any of you guys do this. It was news to me. But someone had used their iPhone to sit looking at the multifunction tester at a consumer unit, connected it to his watch, and gone gone with a wonder lead doing R2 testing, looking wow. at the MFT on, on his watch while they did it. I thought that was a genius idea because it saves carrying yeah. the tester around. For a loose guy like me, brilliant. Yeah. Innovation. Talking about I just, innovation, oh, I want to just quickly gloss over this. This isn't a paid promotion, but I got set, sent. I got sent a set of these. Nick, I know you use these, mate. Game changer. Adam's got the same. He's got. He's got his um, proven unit. And uh, what scared me and him at the same time, even though I knew it did it, is when it vibrates when you use it. I know, right? It vibrates. It's got a torch on it. Wait, yeah, it's got a torch on it. 
Wait, what, what, what function is the vibration for? Like, what is that indicating? Just that when this voltage is the beep. Oh, it's it's just it's a pucker bit of kit, and it's so well made. Now, I've historically been a f- wait, been a flute guy, um, and I was a bit. But look at it, it's nice. sexy. It is sexy, mm. mate. It is sexy. It feels nice. It's got, and here's a, here's the so thing that not a lot of people feature, know. That 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 is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you've done it, but I've definitely done it. Where I've touched the probe whilst trying to touch a live, got myself a little shock. Not condoning it, not being proud of it. Oh, but I, I've done it. I've ended up touching. I've never touched the probe. I've ended up touching the probes together. Yeah, oh, as soon as you, you touch your finger on it, it hurts. You touch the probes yeah. together. You need to get a new tester. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is as well, they're not super sharp either. I don't know about you, but I've put my I've hand in my bag before. I've stabbed myself in the before. leg so many times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My and I'm God. like, why do you need to make them so sharp? Like, what is that about? It, like, I don't understand that. But I'll tell you what else it does. They look like fat probes. But actually, you can screw them off and have the little probes again. Hmm. It's, mate, honestly, there's so much functionality on there. It's got RCD test on there. It's honestly... And, and... The removable lead in case it ever gets damaged. You buy a new lead, oh, yeah, it plugs yeah. out, plugs straight back in. That's a feature in itself. Bosh. Because the even cables the red, even all the red the ones, lead screws off, doesn't it? Yeah. All the all it? the yeah, continuity tests I've ever had, I always end up damaging the lead entering the bottom of the tester. And as soon as that's done, it's a new one. Mm. Mate, these are and I've got a little surprise for Kimmy. One of these will be arriving on your doorstep for your birthday. Ooh. Courtesy of Steve Hayes. At TIS, I told him. Wow! You Thank you, Steve. Up. Thank you, TIS. Thank you, Sam. Some old beat-up um, tester from nineteen. Martindale. Martindale. They don't sell them. They stopped selling them years ago. Yeah, so I can tell. We upgraded you, bro. Don't worry, we got you. Um, what else, Mark? Can I just mention? Can I just mention about? We all watched David Savory's video. I think we all watched it about Harvey Tyrrell and the electricians working in that pub. Where he suffered an electric shock and died. Yeah, they've just I been sent- sentenced. This. Yeah, they've, well, Devo did a, a video on it. I think we've spoken about it before on Monday Club. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the young lad died after an accident with oh, yeah. um, an electrical light fitting in the pub beer garden. Anyway, they've been sentenced today, and one of them got twelve years, uh, nine years, and one of them got twelve months. So I mean, we were talking really? about the punish. We were talking about the punishment for people who have been working with electricity unsafely, and um, we've seen it there today. That's the, that's the sentence. I just thought I'd mention that because we have covered it on Monday Club before. Mm. Wow. Wow. A nine-year sentence. Yeah, that was for the, the pub landlord, I believe. I think the electrician got 12 months. Wow. But this shows... Both um, we've... electricians, supposedly. And we've we, we've mentioned this before, and I think even before me with you, you and Rick, Sam, of having almost a passport to be an electrician, like you've got a driver license with your qualifications on it and each job, and I even think this, you should not be able to buy a fuse board or consumer unit, has to be linked to your name and your serial code. The people can't buy willy-nilly if the internet or screw fix or anything. The board you put in then gets registered your name. It then has a certificate attached to it and the building... Mm-hmm. To no- Just like how the um, gas engineers do it. Every single boiler so, has got the reg number. They put it in yeah. with their gas safe thing and links it up and... Yeah. I really think that should be a thing in the future. It will stop a lot of cowboys. It will stop a lot of people dying from it or getting shocks or getting injured. And obviously, then if you get caught doing bad worksmanship, you get a strike against your driver license as much or your, your electrician's car. Uh-huh. You get too many of them, you get it taken off. You get then get caught doing electrical work without being either registered or um, with this passport or driver license you would then get a hefty fine or even face jail time because it's only ever going to save people's lives. The good sparks would agree with me and would go, yeah, I'll do this. I've got nothing to hide. It's mm. only the bad ones or the cowboys that would, would qualm with this. Do you know what? It's actually illegal. If you're on a site and there's a bit of scaffolding your way, even if it's just a bit that's not non-structure or not doesn't contribute to the structural integrity of the scaffolding, even if it's a bit that hangs over that much and you cut that much off, legal. By law, you're not allowed to touch it. You have to be... Um, a competent person to touch that scaffolding. Mm. You are, you cannot touch it. You cannot adapt scaffolding um, by law. 
criminal offence. Didn't know. Didn't know that. That's new to me. Uh, do you know what? Don't listen to me. I'm pretty sure that's what I've been told on site. He's <laughs> checking. He's checking. Pull it up, you know, Jamie. It's, it's, uh, it's, Jamie. An interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting one with electrical stuff, isn't it? I think, you know, you made a lot of great points, Nick. I wouldn't have any qualms with signing up to something like that. Mm. And I think, like you say, most electricians wouldn't wouldn't be bothered with doing it. Yeah. I did see a few debates popping up around PRS with some people saying how it's a waste of time and it's not had any effect and it's just kind of resulted in these phantom ICRs that we all know go on. So, I mean, it's... Was that PRS? Where, Wait. Yeah, the private rental sector. Go on, Sam. Oh. It is an offence for anyone to erect, modify or dismantle scaffold. For the record, we can confirm that under Section 17... Sorry, under Section 7 of the Health and Safety at Work Act 1974... Um, Blah blah, yeah. You can't. You cannot. Uh, it is an offence to mess about with scaffolding. Why? So, why? Why have you said that? Why have I said that? Because it relates to the fact that it should be an offence to mess about with a fuse board. Right. Okay. Or, I just wanted to get, to get the connection in there. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's no, true though. Yeah. If if something as um... oh, you know what? Wait. Can I quickly add something before I forget? Um, I did see one guy on Instagram. I totally forgot his name. He uh, bought these little serial number seal things, warranty things from eBay or Amazon or whatever, and he sticks them onto the um, cover of the fuse yeah. box so that if it's removed, the seal is broken and then the warranty is gone. So if anybody does mess with the inside of the fuse box, he voids it. And I'll, I just thought that's incredible. Yeah, I saw that CJ did yeah. it originally. He bought some and it was a great idea, but I know I'd stick it on and go, Shit, I need to do something else and then take it <laughs> off and I'm still, I know I'd oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I just thought it's quite a good idea, though, mm. to, to make sure that people don't mess around. Because sometimes you get tenants who are like, oh, you know, I've done electrical stuff like 10 years ago, I'll put in a light and then they decide to take off the cover and mess around with it. And then they call you up that it doesn't work. And you're like, I can see you messed around, but you've got no proof. So something like that would be quite good. Do you know what's, do you know what's funny is like when, when you ask a customer, have you, done, have you touched this in any way, shape or form? And they go, no, no. but I can see you have. Stop lying. I know. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I had, a, I had a call out like that once. It was three o'clock in the morning. I got there and the husband goes, the, the lights don't work. Nothing works in the house anymore. So I said to him, okay, I'm fault finding, fault finding. And I said, have you touched anything? He's like, no. But half the switches were missing. So then I asked his wife, and she's like, yeah, he was doing DIY today, changing all the switches over. I was like, really? And then he's like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe I did. And I thought, really? And, yeah. Um, yeah, he just messed everything up, and all the cables were touching. It was just terrible. I have exactly the same thing constantly, but not so much switches. It's um, Most of the time, I get a phone call from a woman going, my husband convinced me he could change the light, and he couldn't. Or we would get the occasion one or two where they were trying to put it back up, ring me up and say, lights will stop working. Same thing. And you'd go down there. The light just constantly, just light won't turn off. Don't know what's wrong. And then me going, oh, maybe it's the switch is broken. We'll check the yeah, switch. Yeah. And obviously he's just jumped all the bloody lives together. Yeah, it's, the- or, or it's always this, like, he doesn't realise that the neutral of the switch line isn't really a neutral. Yeah. And they end up putting it in with the, with the, uh, the neutrals. And, he, and I just say to him, and it has happened a handful of times, of you touch this like, yeah. and his wife's in the background there going like this. Yeah. I think, well, you have, or why is this light would have never, ever have turned ever off. Ever worked, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, it's no, no, general, yeah, no, 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 we haven't touched it on it. And you can see him, I said, you know, you're not allowed to touch electrics. And I'll start like putting it, you know, it's, it is an offence to do this. Like joking around until they go, well, no, my husband was doing this a few days ago. You fuck off. It was still warm. I could still touch it. It was like where his fingers were earlier. And uh, I just said, it's fine. I'll fix it. But then you fix it. You go, well, there's your call-out fee. You know, it's... it would have been cheaper for me to change the light than it would have been to get me out now to fix mm. it and the light on my face. Definitely. You know what? Um, I'm so glad that Mark's come back. Um, to I know it's like a whole different vibe. I know <laughs> it's, it's such a it's such a more. So you don't even need to say anything. You just just sit there and just watch over. Just us. sit there and go. Now <laughs> then, now then, now <laughs> then. <laughs> Listen for people that don't know what that's about. Um, if you phone Mark in the daytime, um, or any time, he will answer and he go. Now then, Sam. Oh, I pre warn Adam. I went to ring you the other day, and uh, he unfortunately Mark didn't answer. Or me back, but um, I said to Adam, <laughs> Mark will say this, and he was like, Why would he say that? I said, Because he's up north, that's what they say. He said, now then, and he was like, 
what are you saying? I said, now, then. He says, why would you say that? Why don't you say hello? I said, that's what he says. <laughs> and he didn't answer. I was like, oh, Adam just thinks I'm lying. Because <laughs> he, he went on Jim will fix it when he was younger. And that's it. Yeah. Not Jim, Jimmy Savile used to say that. Nick, oh, did he? There used to be a program called Jim will fix it. Yeah, yeah. He used to write letters in his kids. And yeah, he yeah. Used to, like, get and a- Jimmy Savile's thing was, now then, now then. And and is then- he from Yorkshire? No, he's Leeds. Scarborough. Oh, uh, okay. He was born in Leeds, wasn't he? But he lived in Scarborough. Anyway, before this takes a dark turn, let's... Uh, yeah. I'm glad I'm quite young and I never got to watch any of these. Yeah, same. Did, they didn't have watched in, it. Um, um, Lithuania, did they? I've been here for, uh, for quite a while, 16 years now. So how old are you, Kimmy? So I'm going to be 25, actually, next uh, week. Tuesday. I'm going to be 25. So, see, the thing is... See, so, do you remember the Soviet Union? No, no, no. I literally was born two years after we got released from their captivity in communist I actually, times. I was actually this. just making a, a bad joke and I didn't oh. know. <laughs> Wasn't <the> funny. <laughs> oh, Me well, and Marcus serious, sat there yeah. and discussed again, as usual. There yeah. we go. So, Should have um, ended this five minutes ago. Just insulted yeah, an entire continent. And, um, but yeah, I can't wait until I get to go on holiday and work with all the electricians out there. Because there's a little Instagram community as well for the Lithuanian electricians. I got in with them and um, oh, yeah. Do you know what? I used to work with a Lithuanian electrician. Shout out to Aldis. Yes, oh. Aldis. I, I used to call him Arnold. And if I phone him up, I always go, Yeah, Aldis. That's an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Yeah, it's an Arnold um, yeah. yeah, no, big shout out to Aldis. We worked Thanks. at um, Mayday <laughs> Hospital um, for a while until I got sacked for <sighs> probably fighting stupid, stupid. Fighting people at the hospital? Are you all right, Sam? <laughs> well, I was, I was actually in the mental institute. Did, <laughs> did you say fighting or biting? Fighting. Uh... Said I was biting people. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, they keep taking yeah. your tools in it. Oh, yeah. Do <laughs> you know drink your blood. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah. You know. But, um, oh, yeah, you know what? Um, what I was doing this week, I'll tell you. So this week, I've done not much as always, right? That's However, I said that this um, this week, I'm going to prepare to go back into work next week. And it's funny, today, I've got a few phone calls offering me the exact work that I wanted to do from random people that got my phone numbers from places that I don't recognize. At first, I thought it was Sam pranking me because it was from a private number, and then <laughs> literally offered me the, the dream jobs that I wanted to do. And I thought, and I was like, Where'd you get my number from? And um, I was being quite rude to him because I genuinely thought it was Sam playing a prank. And he's like, Oh, well, I heard um, you've got a female electrician working for the company, and I was like, Yes, we do. And um, yeah, they offered me quite quite a very good deal. And then I had another call and then another call. And it was just weird. It was all in one day. So yeah, I'm all quite lined up, ready nice. to go back to work next week. Be... That's great. The week after, yes, I'm excited. Sam, we wouldn't put it past you, mate. Don't be shocked because this is something exactly you would do just to annoy someone. Yeah, so I'm just sit down to worry about. I'm worrying excited. about this 600 property estate agent's job yes, now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? The other yesterday, I phoned Kimmy um, for a chat. Um, it was because no one ever answers. So he calls me last. He's like, "Oh, I've called everybody. Nobody answers." And he'll speak to me for two minutes. And as soon as somebody else calls back, he'll be like, "Gotta go now." Somebody else called me, and he does that to oh, me all the time. Yeah, rude. That sounds like Sam. <laughs> The other day, I phoned her. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Oh, you know, I just..." Uh, I was like, "What is it? What are you doing?" And she's like, "I just woke up. I was having a nap." I'm like, "Yeah." I know. You'll call me at seven o'clock in the evening. I'll be like, "I just woke up from a nap." Anytime you call me, I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. I know. You know what I mean, like, I, I've just crawled out of a hole or whatever, like working my socks off, and uh, no, you haven't. Do you know what? You'd be surprised, my friend. You'd be surprised. He's actually kept up this work streak for a while. You've, you've not stacked Don't say off. work streak. Yeah, don't say yeah, work Yeah, what streak. it is, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's it's why he's having an allergic reaction. That's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm def- there's definitely something going on with this eye. Like, tell the truth. I bet someone, definitely. you know what, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, oh, do you know what? Talking of 
swollen eyes. This isn't from my newest venture. I am back boxing. Oh, yeah. Good luck. I mean, I've had two boxing? sessions now. Yes. Two oh, sessions. Sorry, I thought you meant that back boxes and you're doing something with back boxes. I didn't realize yeah. you're taking a non electric. Put them in his eye. Yeah, yeah. put them in my, in my eye. You lunatic. No, I'm back boxing. Um, I've got a boxing trainer. Um, I'm just taking it very easy because I'm fat as the day is long. Um, so I'm so sore. It like when I was doing the older, uh, I was doing a couple of rounds uh, of pad work and stuff like that. I sound like I'm hard. I'm not. Um, I actually hurt my hand because I'm so soft. Um, I was doing some pad work, and like this, be fair, they were twenty second pad rounds. Um, That's a long time when you're unfit. I know that. I've done eight of them, and I was like, oh yeah, I was, I was so exhausted. Anyway, he goes, right, we're going to do some, uh, we're going to do a few weights, and I'm like. I used to do weights, you know. I used to do weights, and I'm doing it. I'm like, this isn't that hard, mate. My, oh, mate, my lats, everything. I'm like this today, like so sore. The the thing is, though, right? I don't know if you've ever been to a boxing gym or anything like that. I was a bit nervous when I went because I phoned up the the guy. I've looked him up online. And I'm like, oh, he looks like a bit of a brute. Anyway, it's just a thing. I don't know. I get it. I get a little bit nervous. Anyway. So I'm outside the gym and I'm like, oh, we've got to do this. We've got to do this. Because I don't know what to expect. I don't know if he's going to say, right, get in the ring. We're going to have a couple of rounds. Or he's going to be cool. Anyway, I get in there. And he's he's so big and handsome. I've got a man crush. I wasn't there. <laughs> no, honestly, it makes oh. you look like a turd with eyes. Um, <laughs> he's just so big and handsome. I was like, this guy, man. I didn't even want to stand next to him. He made me feel bad about my life. And, he, <laughs> and he's all walking around like this. Yeah, all right, mate. I need you to jump on that. And I'm like, do you know what? I feel like I'm actually lactating. Like, it's just so manly. That is a thought I did not need in my mind tonight. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. It's just so manly. I, I felt like I, I felt like my testosterone had just oozed out my body. I was like, this is just not okay, man. And uh, yeah, as it went on. No, it, it's... It's See, imagine very... I spoke about men like that. That would be an outrage, right? Yeah, but, but it's probably... okay for Sam to do it. Anyways, you, you carry yeah. on. Yeah, but if I was talking about women in the, with the same regard, it would be okay. an outrage. But I'm talking about another man. I'm obviously <laughs> a, a a straight, white, fat man well, if who you lives with his wife. all over the place with your th- testosterone. Listen, this guy was just like, I was just like, so I looked him up online when I got home. I was like... Hey, have you seen this geezer? Have you seen this geezer? Anyway, do you know what? He was referred to as the Beckham of boxing mm. in his heyday. And I was just like, bloody hell. Anyway, so yeah, I'm training now. Um, now gyms are open. I'm, 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 next doing, week. I'm doing the boxing. Um, I've hurt my hand already just punching pads because I punched so hard that I've, I've hurt my hand. But no, I haven't. I had it when I tried. I once. haven't. When I started doing boxing, only... Literally Relax. two, two Relax. or three rest. Listen, no, listen. I Relax. Shut up. The first couple of times, well, obviously, the heavy bag, I've never punched one before. So I was a bit light, and then you get a bit harder, don't you think? Oh, yeah, I'll give it. I just punched it, my wrist just went on that. I was like, <laughs> yes. oh I've got, my I've got them, God. So I've got them, I've got them floppy yeah. wrists. <laughs> and as soon as I did it, and I didn't realize as well, like when you punch it, the middles of my knuckles swelled up, even though I had gloves on. I was hitting it, and then I did that to my wrist. I was like, "Well, I'm walking around like this. So I was like, I can't do it again." Do you know what? I'm such a I'm such a middle aged fat man. The first thing I did was I got home. I ordered a gum shield. I ordered uh, wraps. I ordered some boxing gloves, some training shorts. <laughs> you know, I've gone right <laughs> in, like just so as I can look. Amazon, gone. Um, True though. <laughs> and I and I'll go in there, and you know what? I'm just gonna move around, move around the gym lose a few pounds um, and feel better about myself. Ultimately, that's what it's about. (sighs) We've tried everything. Now I'm putting it in the hands of a professional. A good lucky one. Mm. That'll motivate you a bit extra, innit? Do you know what it is? It's like, like it just makes you feel bad about yourself when you stand next to someone so handsome. (laughs) 
I felt like that, you know, when I did the Bosch I've never, thing. I've never felt that before. I'm like the most beautiful person on this planet. <laughs> and, you know, the Bosch carbide thing, the multi-tool blade. Yeah. And I was stood there and I was turned up and then the guy, Ben, turned up. And I looked at him and I thought, don't tell me, I was going to next to him. And she went, oh, yeah, that, that's, oh, sorry, his name's Adam. He said, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's Adam, he's the presenter. And he stood eye to eye with me. He was the same height as me. Nice beard, really cool hair, nice deep voice. And I was like, oh, great, I look fat now. Thanks, mate. <laughs> and yeah. it was. It was exactly the same. I was like, oh, wow. But, you know, at least at least we're out there doing it, man. Got to be out yeah. there doing it. That is the moral of today's Monday Club. Get out there, do it. Lockdown's over. Just enjoy the summer. Fat yeah. boy summer, here we come. I thought you were going to go, and we're out. No? Uh, Monday Club. We're out. We're out. <laughs> it's good.